Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's how markets are looking like right now. We've got red on the screen. Stocks falling overnight on Wall Street as investors digested the latest Fed speak coming from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. And he is monitoring those bond yields, which are very close to 5% for the 10-year bonds. And that is putting pressure on stocks. The benchmarks are down. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average losing 250 points. And the S&P 500 is lower by 0.9%. And this is closing at 4,278. So under the 4,300 mark, and it is on a three-day losing streak. And the Nasdaq Composite was the biggest loser, down 1% at 13,186. So let's unpack it with our good friend, Carl Roder, Senior Financial Market Analyst at Capital.com. Carl, how are you doing today? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. Thanks for having me back. Hey, great having you on. So let's start with what's the latest in the markets. And it does look like a bit of a pessimistic tone coming through for Friday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think investors don't really have all that all that many reasons to, to buy into this market and you know, ample reasons to sell. So, I mean, clearly the situation in the Middle East is, is keeping everyone on edge. And I think investors are kind of waiting to see uh, what Israel's next move is going to be here. Um, and that's obviously causing a level of uncertainty and, and volatility. And then you've got the macro backdrop too, which of course, you know, we're talking about, you know, not only just the 10-year yield up above 5%, but basically the whole term structure of, of U.S. rates um, above five, which is you know truly remarkable, but also compressing valuations. You know, on top of that, too, earnings have been reasonably mixed. There's really not that much good news for investors to buy into. So, as a result, we're seeing you know that kind of you know weak sentiment coming through the market, and, and really day to day, it's this uh, issue, these issues in, in the Middle East. But you know, more more fundamentally, it's it's this kind of interest rate story that's you know um, compressing equity valuations and, and really again driving investors away from stocks. Yeah, Carl, we've got to unpack that interest rate story. And this is where we've got Fed Chair Jerome Powell come out to say inflation is still too high. So what do you make of his latest comments and where do rates go from here? How high more do you think it's going to go up to? My interpretation of what Powell said last night was that he was trying to build in as much optionality to future policies as they could. I, I think, you know, essentially their message is still that they think that they've got settings roughly where they need to be to bring inflation down, but there's still some upside risks there just because of how uncertain this environment is, both because of, you know, obviously, as we've seen, signs of a very resilient U.S. economy, if argu- arguably a, a strong and maybe even re-expanding U.S. economy. But then, you know, you throw in these, these issues around the globe, uh, especially, again, what's going on in the Middle East now amongst what's been a sort of a pretty long shopping list of, of supply issues. You know, the concern that, you know, further supply shocks could roll through and obviously exacerbate the situation as well. It has to be said, if you, if you look at the front end of the yield curve last night, it actually dropped just a little bit. There seemed to be less, I guess, uh, the bets were lowered, if you, if you will, of, of another rate hike from the Fed. But it's still this higher, uh, higher for longer rhetoric. And I think the Fed is happy to see that play through, especially because, as we've, we've heard from Powell last night, as well as, you know, um, Fed speakers recently, the move in the bond market and the tightening of financial conditions is, in a way, doing the Fed's job for it. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, acting as that kind of dampener on demand. 
Yeah, if you look at what's been playing out in the earnings space, based on commentary, are you seeing any signs of stress so far? It looks like, for example, price hikes by Nestle haven't been absorbed as well. If you look at the banks coming through, they've been putting aside more uh, allowances for provisions as well. Is that a sign that, no, this could be a turning point? Yeah, I think there's a lot of signs that businesses are preparing for, for rainy days and they're also starting to see some of the weakness, maybe not in, in the short term, but certainly coming through 2024. And for me, going into this earnings season, the dynamic was interesting because, you know, I mean, consensus estimates for, for earnings growth was pretty much flat. And we've seen a kind of revising down of, of Q4 estimates. But, you know, analysts have been really expecting still fully robust earnings growth for, for next year of, you know, call it 12%, you know, give or, give or take, which is pretty consistent with sort of an expanding economy and, and a fairly favourable market backdrop, which, you know, with rates, like we've been saying, at, at 5% and, you know, Although obviously US the US economy remains strong, um, you know we're going to see any interest rate cuts soon. I, I don't think we're going to see you know sort of expansive policy from a fiscal side. So this whole notion that you know earnings could grow 12% in 2024 sets a very high bar for the market. So I think some of these stories that we've got coming through in terms of again the sort of slow inability of businesses to price uh, pass on these sort of price hikes, margin compressions, you know from both you know obviously uh, slightly so- uh, softer demand but also a higher cost base now is all raising questions about whether you know the bar has been set too high for, for next year. And I think that's mm. probably what we're seeing just at the, the early stages of the earnings season. Right. We're in conversation with Carl Roda. He is the Senior Financial Market Analyst at Capital.com. And talking about what we've been seeing in the markets right now, you know, expectations that rates are going to stay high. We've got pressure on companies. What does this spell for stock markets in the coming year? Will we see more pressure on it and I guess more reason to sell? Well, I mean, if you zoom down, I, I don't think at the moment we're in, in, in a dire set of circumstances. Again, we've got a very patchy global economy. Um, the U.S. economy obviously stands out as being uh, at least the least dirty shirt, if, if, if not, you know, a very sort of um, strong sort of beacon for, for global growth. But, you know, again, the concern is in this environment is that we will have moderating growth. If growth remains persistent, means rates stay higher for longer and we won't be seeing the kind of environment that's typically conducive of a stock market that trends higher, and that is, you know, obviously expanding policy, strong growth and, and, and price stability. Mm. And there's a kind of, you know, best case scenario if those circumstances persist, which is what we've already seen if you really look at it over the last, say, 18 months, which is a market that kind of tracks sideways. And I, I would argue that we've really just been seeing a, a market that's trending sideways in, in this environment, which is consistent with a sort of a high interest rate, slowing and high inflation, slowing growth environment. The second order effects that we have to worry about, especially if we do see persistent growth, and then it goes back to this sort of 5% question on the 10-year yield, is that we start worrying about pockets of vulnerability um, and, and financial stability risks, which inherently we can't spot before they come because there wouldn't be vulnerabilities if we could spot them. So mm. that's, that's, I think, something that we have to worry increasingly about because it's been sort of six or seven months since the bank meltdown in, in the United States. Yeah. Um, it's been a very rapid move. We, we do have to sort of be very cautious about the kind of trade-off between inflation targeting and financial stability risks. All right. And one point about higher rates has been supporting the US dollar. So that's been putting pressure on other currencies. And just to give some color around how much has been going up just three months ago, it was around on the dollar index 103 we're at 106 right now so it's been on a bit of a steady climb in the past few months so where does it go from here and what's going to be the impact of um, what the next FOMC 2 meetings coming up going to be yeah well I think 
you know, in the short term, it's going to be about whether the Fed does go again with another 25. Um, the odds of that dropped last night with Powell's comments, but we're still seeing a 30-40% chance of a, of a hike in December. So if we continue to see strong data coming through, that's going to put some upward pressure on the on the dollar. Alternatively, if we, if we see that price out, we might get that kind of brief Santa Claus rally that everyone will sort of mm. breathe a, a sigh of relief over. But when it comes to the dollar, I mean, positioning is very stretched, it, it should be said, so there, there might be an element of that that could sort of weaken things in the short term. But ultimately, it goes back to that story of a, of a resilient U.S. economy and the U.S. economy in a world-beating position that's drawing capital back into, into dollar assets and away from other markets. And then, you know, if you look at the Asian regions, bring it back sort of closer to home, you know, we're all waiting for China to do something more than it already has. And we're not getting any kind of clear signal that that's going to be in a, a situation that's going to say, you know, boost demand in our region. And, you know, obviously the Aussie dollar is the best proxy for it, at least for traders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're seeing that kind of lag as a result. So at the moment, there's, there's so many factors driving the dollar higher, albeit, again, if we start to see odds of a, of a hike being priced out, then maybe we might see some of that positioning unwind and, and a brief period of dollar weakness. All right, that's a great overview of how markets are playing out and where they are going. We've been chatting Carl Roder. He's the Senior Financial Market Analyst at Capital.com. Carl, it's been great chatting with you. Have a great weekend in advance. Thank you, thank you. All right, catch up with you again soon. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.